You're listening to That Champion Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel. Mommy. M. M. <laughs> okay, you can just call me M, okay? I am obsessed with all things wellness, but with a twist. I go from wearing sweats to sequin dresses, and from freshly brewed coffee to sipping on a sparkly nightcap, and I just aspire to live an inspiring lifestyle. So tune in every week for some solo episodes and mind-blowing conversations with guests that will make you want to step up your game. Because we're here for that everyday bougie energy and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Are you ready? Let's just dive into it. Hey guys, welcome back to a new epi of That Champagne Lifestyle. So happy to be with you, spending this time with you. It always makes me so damn happy. How are you guys? Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day or start to your week or I don't know, like drinking a nightcap, whatever you're doing. I just hope you are fully present and enjoying the moment. So I'm super, super excited for today's episode because I've been, I've been thinking about having this person like this girl on the podcast for about six months now but you guys know last summer I was on um podcasting haters I was taking the summer off and it ended up being way more than just the summer which was really fine um but I actually discovered her through TikTok during that time last summer and she was talking about the fact that she was trying to get back on track with her wellness fitness healthy routines and she just couldn't I mean like you could tell that it was like something that she was really trying day after day after day and she was being so authentic and honest about it and I was just like okay I'm like really vibing with this girl because she's giving us she's giving me permission to fall off track or not feel as good as I would want to and like you know like just trying and trying again and trying again you know like no one talks about that stuff but at the time when I started resonating with her I didn't know that she was actually a fitness coach and the founder of an activewear collection so when I found all of that out I was just like okay there is like this is like an actual conversation to be had because this just got way more interesting in my own opinion because again like she is a fitness bombshell you guys need to like stalk her Instagram or even her TikTok like this girl is goals you know she has like a whole on pit uh, like pedigree of like working out for the Olympics and like just like she is she's knowledgeable and she knows her stuff and so by her not always being a hundred percent is such a fresh like a breath of fresh air you know and really I'm so excited about this conversation um I was vibing with it the entire time that we were recording and again I just think that she's gonna be definitely she's gonna be back on the podcast in a couple of months um because there's just so much more to be like to dive into so I hope you guys enjoy the epi definitely slide into my dms definitely give Shauna um a follow um because she's again she's so amazing she's my current girl crush I need to admit this <laughs> so we are just gonna link everything in the show notes and also I want to say that she is gifting us gifting you guys um temper uh, 15 percent sorry 15 percent off her Miko collective activewear collection and guys I'm definitely gonna be shopping uh it, it, her activewear is so cute it looks comfortable we dive into it in the in, in the interview but I just want to say that the discount code is linked in the show notes as well as a link to Miko Collective, um, all of Shauna's Instagram and social handles that you guys can definitely check out and sign into my DMs. Let me know how you are vibing with this epi. I love you guys. Okay. Hi guys. Today I am with Shauna Jens. She is someone that I randomly found on TikTok a couple of months ago and I'm so excited to be sharing this conversation with her today on the podcast because yeah it's been a long time coming how are you doing I am doing amazing thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I know you were just telling me that this is your first podcast interview and I'm so honored (laughs) and I really feel like we should have like celebrated in some way but so excited so happy to be doing this with you Oh my gosh, me too. I know I would love to, but it is 11 a.m. where I'm at. So I don't know if drinking right now would be appropriate, but <laughs> we can celebrate over over this. Over so, yeah. um, okay. I just want to dive into a couple of warming up questions. I always ask these questions to my guests just to like, these are just random questions. These are fun questions. It just gives us like the energy of who you are. So let's okay. dive into it. What is your current morning routine? 
Ooh, morning routine. Okay. My morning routine is actually quite simple. Um, the, the biggest thing for me was like making sure that it was sustainable for me. And I am like, not your girl that gets up at like 5am. Like it's just not, it's not realistic for me. So my morning routine is waking up. Um, first thing I do is make my bed, make my bed every single morning. Um, I get up, I have a glass of water. I drink my greens. I love drinking my greens in the morning. Um, I normally go for like a 20 minute podcast walk. Um, weather dependent, obviously I live in Vancouver. So sometimes it rains, yeah. <laughs> um, some sort of just like moving my body, whether that's like 15 or 20 minutes. And then I like to do a five minute gratitude or affirmation. So just writing a little list of a couple of things I am grateful for and a few affirmations. Do you wake up naturally or you set like an alarm? I set an alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, um, I wish that I lived somewhere. I live in Vancouver, Canada. So for the most part, it's pretty gloomy. Um, I used to live in Arizona for a little while. And when that was the case, I found I got up with the sun like 6am every single day, which was awesome. Um, But here I definitely have to set an alarm. I love that. Regardless, like I love how you just like you said, sustainable. And I think that's like such a strong keyword to anyone who's trying to create a morning routine or trying to be on track with their morning routines, because Every day is a different day. Every day we wake up with a different energy and it's just like, yeah, just as as long as we're doing something. Absolutely. And I find that that's kind of like when people are getting into their fitness journey or their like growth journey, um, we see all these other people that are maybe at like their step a hundred and we think, okay, like I have to do 18 step hour morning routines, or I just shouldn't do it at all. And that's not the case at all. I think it's just like figuring out what works for you and everyone's is going to be different and that's okay. And it's not about being perfect all the time, but like choosing, I don't know, with my clients, I always try to say, you know, choosing like, especially when you're getting started on a morning routine, like two or three things that maybe takes 15 or 20 minutes so that you're able to actually do it every single day. You know, if you're starting out from doing nothing and then you want to go into a morning routine and you give yourself this like hour routine and that's not realistic for you, then you're not going to, you're not going to do it. So it's not about being perfect. It's about finding like a couple things that make you feel good and set yourself up for the day that you can sustain and do every single day. Yeah. Progress over perfection. (laughs) What is your favorite or current bougie tip? Like something that just, it gives you like the energy gives you like, it, it can be anything from like the green, like green juice smoothie that you drink in the morning, or I don't know, having a dance party or some sort of like face mask. Like what is something that you do that gives you like the good energy? Yeah, honestly, it's actually making, I mean, like I love making avocado toast. It makes me so happy every single day. It sounds like really silly, but no, avocado toast is life. And I have a such a, I feel like I've been gatekeeping my recipe and I really need to like film a video of it because it's so good, but I love making avocado toast. I, I just recently got a Google home and I know that's so silly, but I love it. And I've been like blasting music and I love having like a little, I feel like when I make a really good meal, I'm always like sitting there doing like a little dance with it. And so that's just like listening to some really good music that's hyping me up, making like a really good meal that I actually enjoy that gets me to my goals um is just that that's one of my favorite things I'm the exact same I'm like you east coast (laughs) I'm in Montreal so (laughs) yeah exactly so you know I'm I'm obsessed with that like it actually genuinely makes me so happy it's like the simple things in life you know yeah and it all adds up like that's exactly what life is made of it's all these little tiny little things at the like at the end of the day that's what you remember for sure. A hundred percent. Love that for you. What is speaking of cities, what's your city energy? Like the one city that just expands your soul. (laughs) I love California so much. It's one of my favorites. I'm down there quite often. And, um, it just makes me, I love it in so many ways. I love that it's busy. You get the like hustle and bustle, like being like near LA. Um, I love how entrepreneurial it is. I feel like everyone's doing something really cool. So it just always makes me feel so driven. But then on the other side of things, like there's that like massive health component, like everyone, you know, there's so many good healthy spots you can go to. Like we love Erewhon. I know it's ridiculously expensive, but we love it. Yeah. And no, you have to do it. <laughs> you, have both. you have everything there in terms of like, you can like hustle and be in the action, but then you can also just like go watch the sunset on the beach. And I love that. I find that actually Vancouver is very balanced in that way. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, really surprised when I went. That was like the word that I would give to your city, balance. 
I agree. It definitely is. Um, the only thing is if it didn't rain so much, um, in the summertime, like it is such an amazing city, just like getting up, going for a walk. There's so many good restaurants. You can do so much stuff here when it comes to either like, yeah, just that balanced lifestyle. So you can go for that morning walk. You can go play tennis. You can go to the beach, but then you also have like Stanley park. Yeah, exactly. My husband tricked me. We were in Vancouver last summer and it was super gloriously beautiful. Like the weather was like 25 degrees every day. And he's like, let's just go in Stanley park and like bike for like 10 minutes and come back out and have lunch at Carlitos. I'm like, okay, let's do that. I don't bike. Like I do not, I don't know how to get on a bike. (laughs) We go into the park and I'm like, okay, let's, let's, we've done it. Like, let's come out. And we figured that there's no way out except doing like the entire route. Yeah. I yeah. was never stressed as much, but I'm so happy I did. I'm like, okay, it wasn't on my bucket list, but it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly so beautiful going on a bike ride. It's all, that's like one of my little like guilty pleasures that I just love. Like it makes me so happy in the summer to just like hop on my bike and go around the seawall, like over sunset. It's just so nice to be able to do stuff like that. Um, I love it, but yeah, Stanley park is really long, especially cause it goes in like a one way. So if you don't know where you're going and you don't know like where to get off, it definitely can seem like, like an endless road, There's but so many nice. yeah, so many <laughs> people rollerblading, walking. Yeah. It was like a workout for my arms. Like I was holding on for my life on that bike. <laughs> I was so sore. Anyways, now you're what? like pro, which is great. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> I can do anything. Yeah. What's your favorite way to celebrate life? Ooh, I love, I'm very balanced. Like obviously I love health and fitness, but I love dining and like going out, um, going and grabbing like a couple like really nice cocktails and like a nice dinner with some friends. I also love to travel, um, excessively. Like I am literally that girl that like the next day, my friends are like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm booking a flight in the morning. Like today I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to be in California tomorrow. I'm going to be in Mexico tomorrow. So I feel like I love to, I love to celebrate with travel and then yeah, like dining, having like a couple cocktails is, I love that. It's all about balance. And we're going to dive into that big time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big balance girl, but I'd say traveling is probably like definitely one of my, my big ones. I love traveling. And recently I've gotten to the last couple of years traveling alone, um, which is like something that really got me out of my comfort zone. I would have never done that, you know, like two, three years ago. Um, but kind of after everything went down, um, the C word, (laughs) um, (laughs) I just realized that, you know, um, if I waited around for everyone else to be able to come on like every trip that I wanted to go, I might not do half of them. And so I just realized that, you know, like you really have to stay in your own lane and, if you have an inkling to do something, I knew, you know, I, I was like turning 30. I had my own business. I had the flexibility to do so, which a lot of my friends didn't. So I just decided like, you know, I'm going to start traveling by myself and it got me out of my comfort zone. And now I just, yeah, I'll book flights the next day. I can work remote and it's awesome. Like you meet so many great people. Um, you like try things that you wouldn't have tried before when you're, you know, like in that, like comfortability of your friends. And so, yeah, traveling alone is something that I've kind of really gotten into and I love it. Love that. Getting out of your comfort zone. Yes. What's your why? And that's a big question. So mm-hmm. um, why? I would say my why is just to like, truly like personally, like I just want to live like most fulfilling life possible. I want to have a really like a big family. And that's like, I'm a very family oriented person. I've always wanted to have kids. So I'd say like, that's like one of my biggest whys. And then just to live like a really fulfilling career. I love helping people and Um, when I got into fitness, I didn't really realize that it would like turn into that. And I think my why is just to like be at service to people and be able to really empower women and teach them how they can, you know, create balance in their lives, like get to their dreams, feel confident in their bodies, all of that. So just like really, really helping people is really important to me. I love that. So babe, just introduce yourself. Cause at this point, everyone's just like, who is this one? Like, (laughs) um, so I'm a couple of things. So I obviously live in Vancouver. I have two businesses right now. So I own a health coaching business. Um, so I basically help women who are just getting into their fitness journey, feel confident in their body. 
um, learn how to have balance with food and life and actually enjoy their life while they're in their fitness journey. So I really teach them how to get away from restriction. And, you know, when they want to go on that dinner date or dinner with their friends, like they can go and have that glass of wine and they don't have to go into this, like all or nothing mindset. Um, so really teaching women how to gain balance in their life and gain confidence in their bodies is, um, first my health coaching business. And then I actually just launched, um, an activewear brand called Miko collective. So I also am the CEO and founder of an activewear brand. It's not like a dream of yours to like, <laughs> like picture yourself a couple of years ago. It's crazy. It's honestly crazy. I like, I still, when I say that I'm like, wait, what? Like if I looked at myself two years ago and like saw where, yeah, like even like three years ago, I was in a pretty bad state in my life. And if I, if I would have looked forward and like saw myself where I'm at today, I would have never believed it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so let's pretty- dive into it. What, what's your story? Because you're like an amazing, like I'm looking at your Instagram, your TikTok, like I'm very inspired by everything that you're doing. And, yeah. and I just think like, oh, like it, it seems, everything seems so easy. And I know that's like, that's not the truth. There's always yeah. like a story to it. So tell us the story of like, number one, how you got into fitness coaching, but like yeah. your own transformation or like your mindset transformation going into your body transformation. Yeah. So growing up, I was always athletic. Um, I used to swim my whole life. So I was almost like Olympic level swimmer, Olympic trial. So from when I was like eight to six to 18, actually, I used to train like eight, nine times a week, um, which was awesome. Um, but when I stopped swimming, I got an injury and I stopped swimming when I was 18. Um, you obviously turn it like you're legal, you get out of high school, go into university, and, um, like, you know, you're drinking and I wasn't exercising as much as I was just like naturally, um, Were you numbing the injury, like the, like the mental pain and repercussions of the injury, because that completely shifted your path. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that I was obviously like growing up and I think that's just like a natural thing. Like 19, you become legal. I think that I definitely, um, struggled with some like identity. Like I wasn't really sure where I was going. Like I thought I was going to, you know, like maybe make the Olympics or I was just like swimming with something all I knew my whole life. And so I really identified my, myself in that. And yeah, I think I was just a little bit lost in, um, and like what I was going to do with my life. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do it for a career, like going to university. And I feel like there's this like massive social pressure when you're 18 to decide, like, what do you want to do? What, like, what are you going to school for? What are you going to university for? Like from your parents from, yeah. And I think it's shifted now, but when I, you know, that was 12 years ago, I think it was really like, okay, you finish high school and you go straight to university and you should know exactly what you want to do. And like, that's your career for the rest of your life, which is so far from the truth. Um, so I think I was just really struggling with like not knowing what I wanted and just feeling really lost. I just really had no, yeah, I just had no direction or fulfillment, passion, anything. So how did that turn into fitness coaching? Yeah. So when I, um, I mean, I started to gain weight and I gained probably like, you know, 20, 30 pounds and just from drinking, like living like a really unhealthy lifestyle. And I just was so, um, self-conscious and I just felt so bad in my body, you know, like I was tired. I just did, just had no direction. And so I actually was super inspired by a couple of people actually, um, to do like a bodybuilding show. I went to a personal trainer. Um, you know, I just like asked, needed help. Right. So I went to a personal trainer, um, and I realized, Oh, like bodybuilding, but I mean, I don't know. It was kind of like a, obviously good thing, but also a bad thing. Um, so I went into bodybuilding, which was awesome. Like I learned a lot about fitness and that's why I have the knowledge I have now, but I did a bodybuilding show and it was amazing. Like I saw such good results. I was, I had lost all the weight plus more. I looked amazing. Um, but what came with that was it was such a restrictive lifestyle for me. And, um, if you're not familiar with, you know, like bikini bodybuilding, like as a female, you have to get down to like, you know, six, 7% body fat, which is so unhealthy. Um, and at the time I had a coach who was extremely bro science. So, um, chicken and broccoli, boil your chicken, white fish. You can't even have red vegetables, like so, so, so restrictive that I just, gained such an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, it was honestly borderline eating disorder that if I had anything off that plan, like I would literally just binge, um, completely. Like I would hide food from my mom. Like it was honestly really unhealthy. Like my mindset just went so sideways, which is, it's so interesting because a lot of times when we see, 
um, people in like the peak of their fitness, we think, oh, they're the healthiest they've ever been. But I was actually like, yeah, maybe my body looked amazing, but my mind was so unhealthy. It was so, so, so unhealthy for me. And, um, so obviously after I did my bodybuilding show, um, your metabolism has adjusted so much to eating so little that after it, I just went back to kind of like my normal habits. I was so restricted that I started binging and I gained the weight back plus more in a month or two. And that was such a big adjustment for, again, my mindset. Like I was so self-conscious. I now thought that the, 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 the state, I now thought that like the level of my fitness and like my best was at this bodybuilding stage look. And that was really unrealistic. And so now I thought that anything but that I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. Um, so it just like really affected me in a negative way. Um, when it came to my self-confidence, what, when it came to my eating habits. Um, and so I really, really had to like take a huge deep dive and figure out like how, what was important, like why I was feeling these ways, um, like how I could get to a point where I had balance and find that middle ground. Right. Like, and that's when I found, you know, I don't want to call it flexible dieting, but just realizing that there's, there's a way that you can have both. Like you can get to this body that you feel amazing in and confident in and love, but you can also enjoy your life. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. And that's what I did. I spent years, you know, just figuring out like how I could heal my relationship with food, how I could heal my mindset around like all or nothing. And when I learned that I realized so many women struggle with this feeling like they need to be so restrictive, cut out all these food groups. Like you can't drink, you can't eat out. You can't do social things. You, you know, you can't have the, the, the burger, you can't have the pasta. And I realized so many women struggle with this and there's so much misinformation out there that I realized that I could help other people figure out how they could get to like where I got to. I love that. And that's one of the things I love about like watching your stories, especially in your stories, because you're like having a cocktail, you're having like a really great steak or something like you're yeah. making dinner at home, but you're like, you're balancing everything and it shows. And that yeah. gives like permission to other women looking up to you or like being inspired by what you're showing and what you're doing. It just gives permission to like, just again, like it's balancing everything. Like, do you let like, do you do like the 80, 20? Yeah. So I, my like whole thing is 80, 20 rule. Um, let's explain I, just for the ones who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So the 80, 20 rule is essentially 80% whole foods, 20% fun foods. Um, and we're going to go back a tiny bit just because I think it's really important to note that I have gained a ton of knowledge around my food. And so for someone who's just getting into their fitness journey, the 80, 20 rule can seem a little bit daunting because if you don't have any knowledge around what your food contains, um, it can be hard to know, like what, what is the 80, 20 rule? Right. So I do always say it is really important to gain knowledge around what you're consuming. And that doesn't mean being super crazy restrictive in terms of, um, like you can't have X, Y, Z, but I do think that when someone is getting their fitness journey, you know, starting to, you know, track some food and just learn about what they're eating is a really important concept so that they can get to that point where they can have that, you know, consume that 80, 20. Yeah. I love that. That, that, yeah, that's like a really good, um, precision. I don't know. That's how I would say it in French regardless. Um, so you do 80, 20. So what's like a day, like, what do you usually like a a day? Like, can you map out like an 80, 20 day just to give an example? For sure. So normally, um, I have like my greens in the morning. I have like an iced oat milk latte or something like that in terms of my coffee. Um, normally I'll have avocado toast with Turkey bacon. So making sure that I'm eating whole foods, but I'm also getting protein in every meal is really important. So the whole foods, um, normally for lunch, I will have like some sort of bowl. So I'll make like, a, I don't know, like a Turkey, like burrito bowl or something like that, where I'll have like lean ground Turkey with, um, with rice and spinach, lettuce, mango. I love mango hot sauce on top. Um, I have a chocolate bar almost every single day. They say chocolate is a dark chocolate. No, no. Like just a regular mm-hmm. chocolate bar. Oh, like, no way. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is that we get so obsessive about like 
foods. And it's like every single one of my meals is all whole foods. And then for dinner, normally I'll have like a salad or I'll make like a stir fry or like, I like making like a fried rice or something like that. I'll make like a healthy meal. So like all of my meals are whole foods. They have veggies in them. They have protein in them. They normally have like a healthy fat in them. So it's like, if I choose one little, like one thing that normally let's say like a chocolate bar is, you know, 200 calories, that's like 10% of my food. That's not even 20%. That's 10%. Yeah. And it's like, it's so you don't have to obsess over it being perfect. Right. And that's the thing here is that if I can have a chocolate bar every second day and it keeps me adherent to not feeling restricted, then that's a win in my eyes. So Absolutely. <laughs> I love having that. And I think we have this like major mindset around like perfect, perfect, perfect. Like, is it dark chocolate? Is it whatever percent? But I'm just like, if I have a chocolate bar every second day, and all my other meals are really great and they have whole foods, whole food sources, then I'm not going to feel guilty about that. And it allows me to be able to stay on this long term and not feel like I'm restricting myself. I love that. And it like completely makes sense. The fact that if you know what you're eating and you're buying more of it, like you, like your pantry is packed with like stuff that you know is good for you or your fridge is packed with stuff that's like fresh and good and clean. Yeah. You know that the basis is there. Yeah. You're going to reach out to like my son, my son is about to be five and he has like access to like the entire house now. He goes into the pantry and he's like asking for nuts and asking for like, I don't know, like rice crackers and like fruits and mangoes. Like you mentioned mangoes. He's obsessed, but like, that's what he knows. Like, so he has access to everything. And I mean, he eats all day, every day, but everything he eats is like, super good for him. So it's like, do, you do you like you. you yeah. Cause you're a little protege. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, little me. Um, yeah. I want to talk about, and this is how I actually discovered you. Okay. So I was scrolling through TikTok, like yeah. I do, and you were talking about the fact that you were completely off, not feeling motivated, just not on track with your, your fitness you're like what you're eating. Like you were just like in a slump and yeah. you were being so open and honest about it. And I didn't even know at the time that you were like into fitness and that was like your career yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And I thought that was so authentic and that more people need to talk about that. Yeah. But then what really spiked my curiosity is when I found out that this is actually your career. Yeah. What, like, how do you bring yourself back? Like, what do you tell yourself or how do you navigate this? Or even like, how do you coach your clients when, or even women who want to start their wellness or fitness journey? And they're just like, it's so overwhelming. Like, yeah. What do you have to say about that? There's two things here. So like personally for me, I, I honestly do really struggle, um, often about this, like social pressure, obviously it's my job and, um, I love my fitness journey, but I'm a human and my body fluctuates and life changes and you are going to fluctuate. And I think there's this, I don't want to say like social construct, but I think social media has a little bit created this, like what you should look like, or you should maintain this body your whole life. And that is just not the case at all. And like I said, I love to travel. Um, so I love getting like setting myself and giving, giving myself a goal and getting to X, you know, physique and looking good, et cetera. And I know I have like my most confident spot, but life happens. And like I said, I love to travel and sometimes it's hard and I make healthy choices as best that I can, but sometimes I want to go away and I want to have a couple days where I can go have drinks, you know, go on a few dates, like whatever that looks like. Guacamole. And, <laughs> and it's, it's hard sometimes to navigate that because I, you're, we're human and we're going to have these ups and downs and it's just really important to remind ourselves and like not be so hard on ourselves and feel guilty about living life. Cause you are never going to look back in 10 years and be like, mm, I gained five pounds, like in March of 2022. You know what I mean? Like you're going to look back and be like that trip that I went on was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to remember. We focus so heavily on like these little fluctuations that we have that like we notice, but other people don't. Um, so that's the first thing. And that's kind of something that I struggle with sometimes is just putting this like insane pressure on myself that I have to look a certain way, be a certain way, be perfect all the time. Um, and I've been in my fitness journey for years and I still struggle with it because I'm human. Right. So just making sure that I'm first off, just really trying not to be, make myself feel guilty sometimes. And just, um, so refreshing. Yeah. To, to like, yeah, it kind of goes with 
what we're saying earlier, it's so refreshing to actually have like authenticity in the fitness (laughs) community. Yeah. Because honestly, I think one of the things that most people don't realize is when I'm at my peak, like when I'm like my leanest that everyone's like, I want to look like that. You don't understand what that actually takes. And most people don't understand that. Like that is working out like really, that's like, you're, you're really dedicating a ton of restriction and sacrifice. And, you know, maybe you're cutting out alcohol and those kinds of things. And it's okay to have those goals. It's okay to want to push yourself to those, those spots. Um, but it's also not realistic to think that that's like a normal, if that makes sense. And everyone's body is so different. And so you should never compare yourself to like where someone else is at, if that makes sense. Um, and know that like life is going to change and and shift and, um, life's going to change and shift and that's okay. Like you're going to have different goals at certain times. So it's just really reminding yourself of like, okay, like what's important right now? Like maybe obviously like you have a son, like maybe six years ago, like you had more time for fitness and you were, you know, you hadn't had a child and now like you can't compare yourself to then because your body's changed so much. Like your metabolism has changed. You're maybe in a different spot in your life. You're busier. Like it's just so important to like focus on like the now and that. And so I guess that leads me to your other question of how to get motivated and get back on track. And I think well, actually, do you believe in motivation? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, of course. It's just goes hand in hand in balance. Right. Um, like you should be able to go and have a glass of wine. And of course it depends on your goals, right? Um, actions always depend on your goals. So if your goals are X, like your actions need to align with that. Right. Um, but in terms of like, just living like a healthy lifestyle, balanced lifestyle and feeling confident and good in your body, like, yes, you should have moderation. It's so important. But what about motivation? Oh, motivation. Yes. Okay. Motivation. Sorry. I thought you said moderation. No, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) Um, I was still enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So motivation, honestly, yes and no, I do. And I don't. I think that motivation comes, but it comes in ebbs and flows and you can't always rely on it. Um, you can be motivated in certain times, but I think that we miss, like we, we, we think that it's going to come like right away. We start our fitness journey and we're going to be motivated right away. And I think sometimes we don't realize that it actually comes with you seeing those results and you getting into that ebb. And sometimes the motivation doesn't like kick in for like six weeks and you might be motivated one week and then the next and having like the best week you're working out, you're feeling so good. And then the next week you're not motivated. Okay. Let's just pause this epi for one quick second, because guys, I want to share with you bougie breakfast, babe. This is my free e-cookbook, which I'm so excited about because you guys are always sliding into my DMS asking me, Em, what's the recipe for this smoothie? What's the recipe for this amazing vegetarian, good looking quiche? Like Okay, I made an entire free ebook for you guys. It includes 15 of my favorite easy, on-the-go, healthy breakfasts that will definitely keep you satisfied, filled up, and really get your healthy, savory, or sweet kick in. And I'm also including my favorite vegetarian and vegan hacks because why would we compromise, you know? So there's no more skipping breakfast, no more excuses to not eating, not having time, whatever it is, because I made this bougie breakfast, babe, so easy, accessible, and free for you guys. So enjoy. It is linked in the show notes. Let's get back into this epi. Next week, you're not motivated. So what do you do in those moments? You have to really, really like dig into like, I always say when you're not motivated, figure out your why, like, why is this important to you? Because you are not always going to be motivated. Like there's weeks that I do not want to work out. I've been in this journey. I'm in, I have these habits, but I don't want to work out or I don't want to do it or I get busy, but sometimes you just have to make yourself do it. And I don't know if you've heard of Mel Robbins, but I lo- love her five, four, three, two, oh, one rule, yeah. which is awesome. Like there's so many things you can do to kind of get motivated. Number one, like what's your why figure out why it's important to you. Number two, like have like a rule five, four, three, two, one rule. Um, other things are know your habits. This is like one of my biggest things is like, know your habits and triggers and set yourself up for success in the moments that you're not motivated. So maybe you're having a week where you're not motivated and you know that after work, six o'clock rolls around, you get home, you sit on the couch, you know, you're not getting up to go to the gym. So if you know, those things come up, how can you set yourself up for success? Can you go straight from work to the gym? Can you at work, put on your workout clothes right away? 
so that when you get home, you already know you're in them. So you're just like setting your mindset up for them. So like think ahead and figure out like in the moments that you're not motivated, like how you can just set yourself up for success. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with what you just said, because I remember when I first, first started working out, yeah, actually working out with a morning routine, Yeah. uh, I would wake up and literally put on like my workout clothes. The second I would roll out of bed, because that was just like, this is the time I have. This is when I'm feeling called to do it. And this is like, if I don't, if I put my feet into my slippers instead of into my running shoes, I'm a completely different person. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, honestly, just setting up your brain to like, Kate, hey, no, I'm doing this. Yeah. And I promise, even if you're having like a day where you're like unmotivated and you don't want to, like you also like ask yourself, like, when was the last, when did I get to a workout? and was like, oh, I regret doing this. A hundred percent. Never like yeah. literally maybe, maybe once in a while, but like, and again, it's also about not being perfect. And realizing that when you're not motivated, it doesn't have to, or like, say you're in like a slump in your journey and you're trying to get back on track. Also don't compare and don't expect the same thing from you from like when you were like in it doing super well, if you've fallen off your off track for like a couple months, let's say you, we have this like thing where we are going to compare ourselves to like where we ended off. So maybe you were like working out five times a week. You were like at your best body, whatever your body goal Um, you were like eating at home for five, four meals a day. Um, and then like you fell off track for two months. We compare ourselves when we're restarting to like when we ended off, but that's where we make the mistake of like almost setting ourselves up for failure because now we're asking ourselves to go from zero to hundred. We're like back at step one, but we're like, okay, I should be at step 10. But instead of doing that, go back to what you did when you started your journey. Yeah. Like add one small thing in a day. Like don't have these expectations that you're going to, it's like the same thing as your morning routine. Like don't have that expectation that you're going to be like the person that has the 18 step routine. Like when you fall off track, write a list of like, Hey, like how can I just set myself up for success? Like what will my food look like this week? What, um, like literally map it out as if you're like learning a new language again, because you kind of are, you're getting back into these habits. Right. So just like setting yourself up for success, like what does your week look like? What foods am I going to eat? Like where, when am I going to work out and don't expect the same. So if you're back to working out zero times, ask yourself to work out twice this week. Then the next week you can do three. Then the next week you can do four. Like once you perfect or like perfect, found your groove, get that groove, then add in a little more. Okay. Like small baby steps. And I think that's the biggest mistake that so many of us do is when we fall off, we expect ourselves to like be at that peak of what we were at. Whereas like to set yourself up for success, you need to like go back to that square one and say, okay, what are the small steps that I can take every single day and then build on it? Because that's what, that's what gets you in that groove. That's what gets those habits coming back and gets you motivated again. How do you plan your weeks for success? Um, it kind of depends. So normally on Sundays, I always take at least an hour to kind of like map things out. Um, I'm obviously extremely lucky that I do work for myself. Um, so I do have a little bit more flexibility to do planning throughout the week and with meals. Um, but my things that I do on Sundays is I always grocery shop or I get groceries delivered. Honestly, groceries delivered are like one of my, I one see, of my- yeah, I saw that in your stories. I'm like, I need yeah. to, <laughs> I need to try Actually, it. It's funny. Cause most I get a lot that are like, oh, well, that's more expensive. But honestly, I save so much money getting them delivered because I don't buy the crap I didn't need. Yeah. So I write a list of what my week's going to look like. So whether that looks like work, how many meals am I going to have to eat out? How many meals am I bringing? So just literally write yourself like, so on a Sunday, I'll write myself like a little, just a little chart of the week and a little calendar or whatever, write out like what you think your meals are going to be. A lot of times I eat like the same thing for breakfast every single day. I know that doesn't work for everybody, but I write a list of what I'm going to eat. And then I put that on my grocery list. So I grocery shop, I set my fridge up. Um, I normally schedule out my workouts. So I say, okay, like, what does my work schedule look like? Where am I going to work out? And I schedule them in, um, And those are my two, honestly, like really big things because those are the two things that are really going to get you to your goals. Right. So that's kind of how I set myself up. I do the exact same thing on Sundays. Like I, like I sit down, I decide all, like all of the meals for the week for my husband, for myself, for my son, because my son is 
not vegan. Like he, he eats a bit of meat, but he's allergic yeah. to eggs. Yeah. So I'm vegetarian. So kind of do some vegetarian vegan meals. Yeah. And my husband eats meat. So we try to like balance everything for everyone. Right. We map out the meals. We grocery shop. We clean out the fridge, pantry. Like we organize everything yeah. just to like make sure that we're on track and like we're not being side blinded by something like that bag of chips is there is in my pantry but it's at the top in a basket so if you don't see it you don't think of it you yeah. don't eat it you know and yeah. then it's planning the workouts I yeah. find that when you do that your week is that especially if you have like the luxury of being at home or like working for yourself yeah that's 100%. a good, good habit yeah. to implement highly yeah. recommend <laughs> yeah it's honestly planning like I think that again it's it's one of these things that we overcomplicate it too much. We, we think that we have to be like eating this specific meal plan or doing this, like whatever effective workout, but it comes down to consistency. And again, planning ahead, like thinking about where you maybe are going to have like a hurdle. So maybe you get really busy and you didn't have your meals planned or prepped. Okay. Then that's the moment where are you going to go get a salad out or are you going to go to in and out or like whatever, you know, in those moments where you're busy and you don't have it prepped or like exactly like you said, maybe you have that bag of chips at home, but you've also grocery shopped and you have like tons of other really healthy options. You're going to pick the healthy option. If you have nothing in your fridge and you're not prepared, but you have the bag of chips, you're going to eat the bag of chips because yeah. it's convenient and it's there. So it's really just about like figuring out your habits, like where your triggers come up and then when we're like, are you planning ahead? It's not about being busy. Everyone gets busy. I truly, truly, this is like the tough love of it, but it's honestly really all about pre-planning ahead of time. And once you do that, like it becomes, it becomes easy. I find, and let me know if this is something that resonates with you. I find that we all have a trigger that like a best action figure, a uh, trigger to me, that would be if I take my supplements in the morning, Yeah, I know I'm on track for the rest of the day. But yes. also if I, I have a trigger for like, if I don't know what we're going to be eating, I'm triggered to like do pasta or like, not that pasta is like bad, but it's just like having pasta every day, it yeah. adds up. So I have like a positive trigger and a negative trigger. And so yeah. by planning, everything's on track. <laughs> 100% exactly. And that's the thing. And you know, you're again, you're not going to be perfect always. And that's where kind of like the 80, 20 rule like comes in, you know, if one night of the week of seven days, you are like, you know what? Like, I don't really have anything. Like I'm going to make pasta tonight. Like that's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You get right back on track the next day, but it's and when it's always like, hawks. There's always hawks. Like you can have like quinoa or chickpea yeah. pasta or contract noodles or like, you can yeah. like add hawks to whatever you're into. Of course. And also just like have a, a smaller portion size, like reminding yourself too, that if you have just regular pasta for one meal, like it's, it's okay. It's all good. Like you just get right back on track. And again, yeah, it's like pre-planning ahead of time for all the other meals. So it's like, okay, if you have one that you slip off, okay. It's not a big deal because you literally had how many meals, you know, three for five days, Monday to Friday, 15 meals. You had one meal that you kind of like maybe weren't fully planned for. Okay. You still had 14 good meals. Great. Love that. I yeah. love that. Let's dive into Miko. Yes. I know Miko's your baby. It is my baby. Yes. <laughs> Tell us how that whole idea came through. And yeah. Um, so a couple of years ago, I um we'll go kind of into depth on like my personal story because I feel like this like gained me a lot what? of confidence. Um so like three years ago, I was actually like engaged and I was supposed to get married and, um, my, we had a wedding booked and my fiance ended up cheating on me for a year and a half. So oh. it was a really bad situation for me. And it just like brought me to like probably the worst point in my entire life. I was self-conscious. Like, again, it just like put me back into the spot where I was like struggling with my worth. Didn't know like what fulfilled me. I was just in a really bad spot in my life and it pushed me. It's now that I look back, it's the best thing that ever happened to me because I truly got pushed to like challenge myself of like, how can I grow as a human and as a person and not just like in a physical way, like fitness was always physical. And obviously I felt good mentally, et cetera, but like in my like heart. Right. Yeah. Um, and 
I did a lot of therapy and focused on like my self-confidence and like what I truly wanted out of life. Because when something like that happens, you, you have this like idea of where your life is going. And then it just like completely gets, you almost deal with this like grief of exactly what your life looked like. And it sort of woke me up into this spot of what do I actually want? Like, what are my dreams? What are my goals? Like things can change like that. Mm -hmm. And so I have always loved activewear because I, I'm in fitness, love activewear. I actually am wearing jeans right now. I'm just like, I want to put back my my leggings. One sec. I'm just going to go grab my leggings. Um, (laughs) I just couldn't find what I wanted to be honest. So I was constantly shopping online and I was looking and I found that my body fluctuated a lot and I would have like certain things like seamless leggings that I would like pull when I felt really good. But when I didn't feel good, I wouldn't want to wear them. And then my other leggings, like I'd have the ones that were kind of like not aesthetic, but I wore them when I just like, I didn't feel good. And I was like, why is there nothing that I can wear all the time that my body feels confident in and good. And also looks amazing and sleek when I'm going from the gym to like a coffee date, or I'm going from a workout class to like can I put a blazer on top of it? And I was like, there's nothing like this really exists. And I also love neutral colors. And so couldn't find it. So again, it just, this inkling of like wanting to do something like this seemed so daunting, but I had been working on myself so much. And I realized that, you know what, like you only live one life and it's a huge risk obviously. And it's, it's, it's a massive goal, but I was like, what would it look like to just do this? Like, just try, just do it. And so I had gained so much confidence was just working on myself that I was like, you know what? Like I have nothing to lose. Like the worst thing that ever could have happened to me just happened to me. So like, why not just try honestly? So I started looking into it and I just started like networking and I talked to some people who were like in the space because I do not come from a fashion space of textile space, clothing, like at all, obviously I love it, but I don't have any experience in that. And so I just have like kind of the consumer side but I just started talking, networking, finding, I contracted a designer. Um, we found a manufacturer and honestly, it just started flowing. And I just started again, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I just baby steps. Like literally it was just baby steps. It was like, okay, first you find a manufacturer. Okay. Don't know what I'm doing next. Okay. Now we figure out fabrics. Okay. We learn about that. Now we figure out like what styles, like whatever that looks like. It was literally just about little small baby steps and like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And here we are, we launched um, last August. So we're about six months old and Miko Collective came to life. And now I have an activewear line. How, uh, number one, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Like such a good story. Um, But how long did it take from the idea of like the initial spark Mm. Like, I'm not comfortable in this legging, this legging, you know, like trying to like, just think it through up until putting everything on the market six months ago. It was probably two and a half years. Um, yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. There was obviously some delays with like shipping and that kind of thing because of obviously everything that everyone was going with in terms of like supply chain. Um, there was definitely some like roadblocks that I had, you know, in terms of like financially and thinking that it would cost X. X and it was actually four times more and just all those different things. And I feel like there were so many times where I was about to give up, like so many times where I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like, okay, now I can't afford this. Like I put every dollar I had into that. And I like, there were so many points in it that maybe made it, made it take a little bit longer, but I was like, I'm not cut out for this. Like I'm not, but then I was just like, okay, just push through. And it maybe took a little bit longer for me because I didn't no, but I just literally learned along the way. Like everything that I didn't know, I just was like, okay, we'll figure it out. We figured it out. Do you know? I love um, that. So yeah. <laughs> and what's Miko Studio? Miko House? Yeah. So I actually just got my very first studio for for Miko Collective. Um, I really wanted a space that um that could be the home of it that wasn't. I mean, I started out six months ago in my apartment. My bedroom was full of inventory, like my whole wall, like it was not the perfect living situation at all, but I was just like, I'm a startup. This is my baby business. And it just kind of was what it was. Um, and so I really wanted a space that like I could shoot and I could host little pop-ups. And one of the biggest things is when I have anyone come and they feel the product, like they feel the leggings every single time, like every single time they're like, I cannot believe this fabric. Like it's so soft, so silky. And so that's always the reaction. And so I was like, okay, I think it would be awesome to have a space that 
I can also host like community events. The biggest thing with Miko also was that, you know, I really want to create something that all bodies, all women feel confident in. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we struggle with, especially when we get into our fitness journey is like feeling like we belong in a space, even entrepreneurial journey, feeling like we belong and um, just like feeling empowered. And I really wanted to create a brand that I could, you know, have you feel empowered in your body and your activewear and just like feel good, no matter whether you're, we run from an extra small to a triple XL. So whether you're like literally every body type, I want you to feel confident in the pieces. And so with Miko house, I wanted to obviously have a space now that I can bring women in and we can all, you know, just like empower each other and have little events and obviously just have a space for myself to work. And it's a studio too. It's such an experience. I could literally picture like a workout with like the, the active wear, like the clothing line and then like bougie cocktails at the end. Yes. Yes. I'm like, sign me up. I'm flying down. (laughs) Honestly, Exactly. And that was the whole thing is that it's like, you can be in your health and wellness journey and be like, yeah, work out, move your body. And then afterwards, like, yeah, you can have a cocktail and like wear the same outfit because it looks so good and sleek. And then you can go and still feel good when you're having that cocktail and having balance. So yeah. I love that. Oh my God. This convo has got me like so pumped up (laughs) and Shauna is so sweet. She's giving you guys 15% off. The code is TCL15. We're going to link it in the show notes, babes. So drop like all of your, your handles, everything, because I know people are just going to be like, who's this girl? I want to like, yeah, (laughs) so you can find her. Um, at, at Shauna Gents Fitness on Instagram and TikTok. And then if you're wanting to look for Miko Collective, it is just Miko Collective. So M-Y-K-O Collective, both on Instagram and TikTok. We're going to link everything in the show notes. What does Mike, uh, Miko stand for? Um, It doesn't really have a name. I was actually supposed to get married in Mykonos, funny enough. Um, I thought there's going to be something about that. It's It's really funny because it didn't, like, I didn't mean for it to be like that. And I feel like that's how it always goes. But I was looking at island names and... I guess like, yeah, just the kind of change in my life and this blossoming out of it. I saw like, I took off the like Mykonos, the O's and I was like, Miko, like that just sounds so nice. could be like my collective. And I love just how sleek it was. I wanted the branding really simple. Um, And yeah. Well, it's gorgeous. I mean, I went on your website. I went like shopping with my husband. (laughs) I actually feel like it would be like, like just buttery like you know those those mattresses that are so how do you call them memory foam yeah memory foam yeah I feel like that's the texture that I would get from the fabric or like just so soft and like I don't know I'm like cushioning right now it's almost like it's almost like silky it's like really like silky soft and the one thing is like it doesn't pill which was really important to me making like a really premium fabric that didn't pill but it's like so silky but also holds you in it's it's amazing I love it I wear it 24 7 so you can have it all. You can we'll get you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being of on course. the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending time listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star rating and review because it helps get the podcast to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe and pop the champagne. You are meant to celebrate this fantastic life of yours. Mwah!